This is the station you turn to first for live team coverage of breaking news. 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. Good morning, 7 o'clock. This is the KNSS Morning News with Stephen Ted. I'm Steve McIntosh. Another mass shooting in California. We have the story. Suspect killed, three deputies wounded in a Dodge City gunfight. I'm Dan O'Neill. Wichita police seeking the public's help investigating the shooting of a teen on Sunday. I'm Ted Woodward. Those details just ahead. I'm KNSS meteorologist Dan Holiday. We have a winter weather advisory that goes into effect at noon today as rain will transition to snow and some accumulation across parts of South Central and Southeast Kansas. Our full forecast on the way here in just a few minutes. The suspect involved in a shootout that injured three law enforcement officers in Dodge City Monday morning has been connected to a double murder in Arizona. Phoenix police say a 28-year-old man and a 27-year-old woman were found shot to death in a home Sunday afternoon. The suspect and a woman companion were tracked out of state. The pair was spotted Monday morning near Mineola in southwest Kansas. A deputies attempted to pull them over, but the suspect sped off. A shootout in Dodge City left three deputies seriously injured and the female suspect in critical condition. The suspect was killed. He is now identified as 39-year-old Leroy Malone of Phoenix, Arizona. Another deadly mass shooting in Northern California. Fox's Jeff Paul has more. Less than 48 hours after the mass shooting in Monterey Park, we now have yet another mass shooting in California, this time in the northern part of the state. Investigators say seven were shot and killed in San Mateo County near the coastal town of Half Moon Bay, which is just south of San Francisco. We're told there were two different scenes, both agricultural sites. At the first location, four were killed. A fifth was taken to the hospital. Three were then killed at a second location. 67-year-old Chun Li Zhao was later arrested. It was reportedly found in his car in the parking lot of a local sheriff's office substation. And this is the nation's sixth mass gun killing this year. The White House is continuing to address the classified documents found in possession of President Biden from his time as vice president after more were recently found. Fox's Kevin Cork reports. White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre said the following. We've been very clear here from this administration. The president has been very clear that he takes this very seriously when it comes to classified information, when it comes to classified documents. Meantime on Capitol Hill, congressional lawmakers from both parties are calling out the White House for the paucity of answers and for the president putting himself in this position in the very first place. Wichita police are asking for the public's help in their investigation of a shooting. It injured a 17-year-old girl over the weekend. Early Sunday, officers were flagged down at Lincoln and Oliver. A girl was in a vehicle with two men at Oliver and Harry. When another car pulled up next to them, someone fired multiple shots. The girl was hit as well as the car she was in. She was hospitalized for treatment. Anyone with information is asked to contact WPD detectives or Crime Stoppers at 267-2111. Wichita Mayor Brandon Whipple tells KNSS News he and city council members are going on a road trip today to the Kansas Capitol. The council is going up to Topeka, uh, to the Capitol this week. We have what's called um, Local Government Day, uh, which is really an opportunity not just for us in Wichita, but also for local governments throughout Kansas to come up and talk about the priorities uh, that they would like to see uh, happen at, in a state level that could positively impact the local level. Whipple commented during Mondays with the mayor on the Stephen Ted in the Morning Show on KNSS. 
7.04 now, four minutes past 7 o'clock. Men's basketball rankings are out. Wildcats and the Jayhawks both in the top ten. We'll talk about that coming up in sports. You don't need to be a citizen to vote anymore in parts of Vermont. That story just ahead on the KNSS Morning News with Stephen Ted. The KNSS Morning News with Stephen Ted now, 708, eight minutes past seven o'clock. Jacinda Ardern has made her final public appearance as New Zealand's Prime Minister, saying the thing she would miss most was the people because they had been the joy of the job. She has been a global icon of the left in her more than five years in office. Ardern shocked the nation Thursday when she said she was resigning because she had nothing left in the tank. New Zealand's Labour Party lawmakers voted unanimously Sunday for Chris Hipkins to take over as Prime Minister. He will be sworn in Wednesday. The family of a man killed after being pulled over by police in Memphis have seen the video of his arrest. and They say they've agreed with law enforcement to wait for two more weeks before the video is released to the public. One of the attorneys representing Tyree Nichols' family says police treated him like a human pinata. When he said that, Nichols' mother gasped and sobbed. Five Memphis police officers involved in Nichols' death have been fired. Police said when they pulled the 29-year-old father over, he ran off. He was hospitalized after a confrontation with the officers, dying three days later. Nichols' father, Ron Wells, says Tyree didn't have any guns or drugs. So I just wanted to share that in case anybody tried to throw that out there. Why did he run? Because we heard that on social media. He ran because he was scared for his life. He was trying to get home to his mother and father. Nichols did not apparently have a criminal record. He worked with his father at FedEx. Jessica Rosenthal, Fox News. Today begins a second day of jury selection in the murder trial of disgraced lawyer Alex Murdaugh in South Carolina. Opening arguments won't come until late this week at the earliest. Now it's about finding a jury. Monday, two groups were questioned by Judge Clifton Newman on topics ranging from past convictions to hardships to if any of them has been represented by Peters, Murdoch, Parker, Ellsworth, and Zietrich. The accused's law firm. The national media has descended on the town of Walterboro, South Carolina, a town of slightly more than 5,000, to see if evidence shows Murdoch to be guilty of killing his wife and son. Gernal Scott, Fox News. Well, you don't need to be a citizen to vote anymore in some parts of Vermont. The Vermont Supreme Court looked into two separate bills which changed the municipal charters in the cities of Montpelier and Winooski. They allowed legal residents who were not U.S. citizens to vote in local elections. The state Supreme Court ruled that voting in such elections does not violate the state constitution. These bills were approved in 2021 by the Democratic-controlled state legislature, vetoed by Republican Governor Phil Scott, but then the legislature overrode his vetoes. Federal law prohibits non-citizens from voting in federal elections. John Saucier, Fox News. KNSS News time now, 7 11, 11 minutes past 7 o'clock. Right now in Wichita, well, the traffic conditions are actually looking pretty good out there at the moment. Uh, we do still have that stalled out vehicle, southbound I 235, ramp to Kellogg. Watch out for a slowdown around there. Those traffic volumes in that area uh, are heavy at times. Uh, we've also got some fairly heavy traffic around the north junction. I-135, I-235, and K-254. Traffic update from 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. I'm Jed Chambers.
And now the KSN Storm Tracker 3 forecast with Kansas Today meteorologist Ron L. Williams. Good morning, Ron L. Good morning, Steve and Ted. Happy Tuesday. Yay. It's a beautiful Tuesday morning here. Yes, sir. Yeah, so far, you know, things aren't going to stay that way. You know, the clouds just gradually rolling back in. We know something's on the way, and it's heading in our direction. And what it's going to be is some wintry and, at times, some wet weather. So everybody listening right now, just even though it's a pretty quiet, dry start to the day currently, just make sure that you're prepared and ready to potentially encounter some slick and slower travel. We'll, we'll actually be under a winter weather advisory beginning a little bit less than two hours from now at 9 a.m. and then continuing all the way through 6 a.m. tomorrow. So over the next 24 hours or so, uh, we are expecting uh, some minor snowfall accumulation as well as the potential of uh, some slick and slippery conditions. We'll have a 50% chance of snow and rain. High temperatures likely staying in the upper 30s. I don't think we'll get any warmer than that. At least we'll be able to get above freezing during the afternoon. So by that time, it does look like any moisture that's around should mainly be in the form of a chilly rain. But then once we get, go through sundown and those temperatures fall back down below, uh, below freezing, that's where we'll likely see a switch back to all snow. And I think that's where we'll also see the majority of our snowfall accumulation as well, while a lot of us are sleeping later on tonight. Things should wrap up by the time we get to that early Wednesday morning commute. But, of course, needing to keep an eye on those road conditions uh, with anywhere between a, a trace to a couple of inches of snow being on the ground. Staying chilly tomorrow with a high of 37 degrees, even though we are looking at drier skies. It's also still going to be uh, mainly cloudy as well as we go through our Wednesday tomorrow. A drive through the rest of the work and school week uh, after that, too, with just a mix of clouds and sunshine. And we'll actually see temperatures improve a bit between Thursday and Friday. Thursday, high 40, and then up to 52 Friday. But winter strikes back pretty quickly over the weekend. Another potent front coming through may try to spark a 10% chance of a, of a rain snow shower late Saturday and especially Sunday. Uh, but otherwise, that chance of moisture looking slim over the weekend. But we are going to go from 52 on Friday down to 28 degrees on Sunday. So that weekend front that's going to come through is definitely going to pack a punch temperature-wise. And we'll stay in the 20s for highs through early next week. Right now, we're at 30 degrees. Still dry out there, but an overcast sky now that the cloud cover has thickened back up. Light east wind at 3 miles an hour. And it's uh, it's a not a good, uh, not a smart thing to do, but... How much snow do you think we'll get? Uh, anywhere from, what, one to three inches, something like that in the Wichita area? Yeah, and getting closer to that three-inch range, so. you know, whenever yeah. we're talking about the, those higher snowfall amounts, it's just less likely that we'll see, the, you know, those higher totals. I wouldn't be surprised if we were around a couple of inches of snow by the time we start our Wednesday early tomorrow morning. All right. Thank you, Ronell. The KSN Storm Tracker 3 forecast with Kansas Today meteorologist Ronell Williams. Steve and Ted in the morning here on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Tuesday morning, January 24th. And we had a partly cloudy day across central Kansas Monday. Wichita's high temperature, 46. Normal high for the day, 44. A nice day. And it was on this date in 1916. The temperature in Browning, located in extreme northwest Montana, fell a mind-boggling 100 degrees in just 24 hours. From 44 degrees to 56 degrees below zero. That established a record 24-hour temperature drop for the United States. Wow. Ooh. Can you imagine? Well, sometimes we, sometimes we have like a swing that. of 50, 40, 50 degrees. This date in uh, 1989, confessed serial killer Theodore Bundy executed in Florida's electric chair. He had more than 30 victims. He's a bad dude. Ugh. Bad yeah. guy. He got to go see old Sparky. 
Singer-songwriter Neil Diamond having a birthday. Neil Diamond. Neil Diamond, 82. Oh, my. Cracklin' Rose. What else we got? Uh, what's Sweet the, Caroline. Sweet Caroline, the one they all say is people chant nowadays at ballgames. Sweet Caroline. Yeah. Cherry. Cherry. A lot of great hits. He's got a lot of good music. 82 years old today. Well, you see the cookies there. Those cookies were brought in and were made last night for us by St. <laughs> Shelley. Yesterday... Uh, and last evening, she was working to get all the decorations down and stored in the garage. And I helped her, of course. But we finally got all our Christmas decorations down. Only took three three weeks of the new year. I bet there are a lot of people who, like she, she said, a person she knows used to leave a Christmas tree in her bedroom year-round. So I just did mine a couple days yeah. ago during the weekend. I'll leave them yeah. up for a while. Enjoy the, 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 the pretties. It's time for them to go. And, and when I got to thinking about that, I got to thinking about St. Shelley and how she got that nickname. She was named that by our good friend Bill Roy, who passed away Sunday. And just one of those neat things about him, (laughs) she must be a saint. So Mm -hmm. there was that. He also used the phrase, bless your heart. Yes. He brought that uh, to our attention. We tended to use that phrase quite a bit when speaking with Mr. Roy. Yeah. You were uh, were with him a lot because you did the Gridiron Show several years. And when you and uh, Bill were on (laughs) the Gridiron Show... It was always a dandy. Always something was going on. Yeah, we did a lot of funny skits together over yeah. the years. He's the one that invited me to join Gridiron. Is he re- was yeah. he really? How He's about the one that? that got me involved with that. You know, uh, he he did a bit several years ago when Ross Perot was running for office. Mm-hmm. And he got some gigantic fake ears. Ears, yeah. And he did, I don't know, he did it maybe once or twice every time do it. Every time he did I laughed till I almost well, cried. It was because it was dang funny. It was, it was, I thought it was one of the funniest things mm-hmm. I had ever, and he and he had the cadence down, and it was the the speech and everything. So, joy! It was a joyful thing to know Bill and to spend some time with. Him. Of course, he was with us twice a morning here, twice on, a morning for many many years, and uh, we had some great memories. So, just a few months ago, we were privileged to be at his house. We who went over there? You and I, Jim Kobe and uh, Dave Wilson, Dave Wilson, radio guy. Uh, we went over to see him at the end. We watched Blazing Saddles together. And I was talking about that yesterday, Ted. It was interesting because Bill was—he was the one who were popping. He was popping out the lines before we could get to mm-hmm. them. Because you memorize those things, you know, more beans, Mister Tagger, things like that. And he was still sharp. Out. He was still sharp, but sadly, his body gave out on him with yep. ALS. All right, well, sad thing. We will miss him. Oh, and just a great, great person, great human being, fantastic member of the community, and. He will be. He leaves a huge hole behind. One of the things I wrote on Facebook, which I picked up, I picked this up over the years, going to services and whatnot, is just thanking, thanking God for sharing him with all of us. Mm-hmm. That yeah. was a nice thing to do. Thank you, Lord. Uh, Bill Roy, what a good guy. Good guy. Seven eighteen now. Stephen Ted in the morning here on KNSS. It's sports time with Ted Woodward. K State going up. KU not really going down too far. Yep, the men's basketball polls coming out yesterday. Your new number one team in the nation is Purdue. Boilermakers are 19-1. and Kansas State with a huge vault. The Wildcats moving up 10 spots in the coaches' poll. Kansas State now ranked fifth in the nation. First time they've been in the top five in 12 years. K-State has won 11 of its last 12. Meanwhile, Kansas dropped seven spots in the polls. Jayhawks still in the top 10, ranked ninth in the nation. But coming off back-to-back losses, and KU went out and played last night. Ninth-ranked Jayhawks visiting 17th-ranked Baylor. And it was a rough go for the, for the Jayhawks. They got behind big early, 
and had to fight back the whole night long but could not quite get the job done mm. as KU trailed the final 14 and a half minutes of this game and Baylor won its fifth in a row, beat the Jayhawks 75-69. You heard the game on 97.5 and 1240 KFH. Comments after the game from Kansas head coach Bill Self. Defensively, the first half, we couldn't guard the ball at all. And then, then, then you know, of course, they shot lights out. And, and you know, it's one thing. They, they made seven threes the first half, but three of them were, I mean, we probably couldn't defend them much better. Four of them they probably, you know, deserved to make. And and that was the difference in the first half was their ability to shoot the ball. And then in the second half, you know, they got, we, we, we you know, they're a great free throw shooting team. I mean, that that's part of our deal. And it got to 11 to two on, on team fouls. And we're just, we're just giving them free points, you know, and, and uh, we weren't able to really overcome that. KU losing its third in a row. Of course, these teams will rematch in Lawrence before the season ends. But Baylor takes round one. They'll talk about it tonight on the weekly edition of KU Hawk Talk with head coach Bill Self. That will be at 6 o'clock tonight over on KFH. Jayhawks are getting ready for a road game at Kentucky on Saturday evening. So I'm sure they'll talk a lot about that as well. All right. Meanwhile, fifth-ranked Kansas State is in action tonight. What a game. Fifth-ranked Kansas State visiting 12th-ranked Iowa State. This is the first time the Wildcats and Cyclones have ever met when both teams are in the top 15 in the nation. FanDuel has K-State as a four-and-a-half-point underdog going into Ames. Iowa State is 10-0 and on home court this season, winning those 10 games by an average of 24 points a game. Oh, wow. Very difficult for visitors to go into Goodness Ames gracious. and get anything done. Yeah. These are the top two teams in the conference. What a game. That'll tip off at 8 o'clock tonight. K-State, Iowa State, and that'll be nationally televised on ESPNU. Juco men's basketball tonight. Butler Community College on the road visiting last place Colby. Rematch of that game that got snowed out last week. Dennis Higgins will have live coverage of the Butler Grizzlies at 7.15 tonight, and that is over on KFH. The Butler men are ranked 16th in the nation. Grizzlies on a five-game winning streak right now. Colby has lost 11 in a row. Pro football, of course, the conference championship game. Winner goes to the Super Bowl on Sunday. The Kansas City Chiefs hosting the Cincinnati Bengals late Sunday afternoon. You can hear that game right here live on KNSS. Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes has a high ankle sprain. His condition day-to-day. Chiefs tight end Travis Kelsey talks about Mahomes getting hurt over the weekend. The way he was uh, still on the sideline, I had a feeling that he was going to try and get back in the game. I mean, usually if a guy goes... In the, into the locker room or, or go, goes off the field for an injury. Um, you don't see him come back out onto the field unless he's going to try and get back out. You know what I mean? Uh, get back in the game. Yeah. So uh, there was always kind of that sitting over the top of my head thinking that he was going to get back in. All right. We'll see how Mahomes' ankle recovers during the next five days as the Chiefs get ready to host the Bengals. Happy birthday today to one of the original – Soccer players on that first season for the Wichita Wings, Willie Anderson from Liverpool. He is 76 today. Appropriately, he was a winger, played for the Wichita Wings Yep. on that very first season in 1979 and 1980. Happy birthday to former Wichita Wings winger, Willie Anderson. He is 76 today. And one more note in men's basketball, the Southwestern men win at home, beat St. Mary by 43 points, 98-55 the Southwestern men are ranked number four in the nation. The Mound Builders with another huge win. That's sports with Stephen Ted. 723 now. Keep it here for a house call for health. 
studying cheese and nightmares. Oh. What's the connection, huh? Stephen Thin in the morning here on KNSS. Nationally recognized Marconi Awarded Radio Show. This is Stephen Tad on 98.7 and 13.30 KNSS. Good morning, Steve Mackintosh, Ted Woodward, 7.30 on this Tuesday morning. Senators are back in Washington, D.C. There are currently no plans to lift the debt ceiling, which the U.S. exceeded last week. President Biden and fellow Democrats want to increase the debt ceiling, while Republicans want spending cuts. Fox's Jad Pergram has details from Capitol Hill. It's a staring contest risking fiscal fallout. Democrats demand Republicans unveil their spending cuts. Republicans insist on deep reductions. Even fiscal hawks caution that GOP aspirations are too lofty. If you wanted to balance the budget in the next 10 years, you'd have to cut about $7 trillion in spending. And that means you have to make substantial cuts to things people care a lot about. That includes Medicare, Medicaid, and Social Security, accounting for 70% of all federal spending. That's why no one wants to cut programs which cost the most. Former Obama economic advisor Jeffrey Zients is expected to succeed White House Chief of Staff Ron Klain, just as the president is slated for a meeting with House Speaker Kevin McCarthy. But the administration is adamant about a deal to cut spending in exchange for a debt ceiling hike. The government is on pace to spend more than $6 trillion this fiscal year. U.S. Senator Jerry Moran's office says someone scammed the Kansas Republicans' re-election campaign out of nearly $700,000 by getting his accounting firm to wire the money to fraudulent bank accounts. Senator Moran's campaign treasurer notified the Federal Election Commission last month of what it called fraudulent activity by a third-party cyber criminal. The letters said the case was forwarded by local authorities to the FBI and the Kansas Bureau of Investigation. The FBI is not commenting, but the campaign's letter said the campaign received two fraudulent invoices from what appeared to be its media company. The letter said the campaign had recovered only about $168,000 of the loss. Wichita Mayor Brandon Whipple tells KNSS News he and city council members are going on a road trip today to the Kansas capital. It's called Local Government Day. I will be up there for the state of the state with the governor who... Uh, that got kicked up, uh, kicked a couple weeks out down the road because she apparently had COVID and then didn't have COVID. Uh, so now we're going to go in and, and do the state of the uh, state of the state, and then we're going to talk to our local delegation, uh, really just about our legislative agenda, which is pretty much focused on uh, on job growth and economic growth, and trying to get some of that taxpayer money that comes from Wichita uh, into the state back here into Wichita doing work. Whipple commented during Mondays with the mayor on the Stephen Ted of the Morning Show on KNSS. The poster design for this year's Wichita River Fest was released yesterday. Designer Adam Anderson says the theme is Fest Forward, featuring a history of the festival while looking toward the future. Obviously, River Fest has been just such a, a wonderful thing for the community in, in Wichita for so long. So uh, to be able to be part of that and create something that has significance, I think, is has, has a lot of meaning and just really thankful and humbled for the opportunity. And the poster includes Admiral Windwagon Smith and other iconic images. The annual Doomsday Clock announcement is set for today. 
The doomsday clock, which tracks nuclear and climate threats to the world, was last reset in 2020, when it was moved from two minutes to midnight to 100 seconds to midnight, the closest it's been since it was started in 1947. Midnight symbolizes the apocalypse in clock terminology, and the hands are a metaphor for how close the world is to destruction. This year's update of the clock, run by the Bulletin of Atomic Scientists, is the first since Russia's invasion of Ukraine. The clock was furthest from midnight in 1991 when it was wound back 17 minutes following the end of the Cold War. Tanya J. Powers, Fox News. Now the forecast with KNSS staff meteorologist Dan Holliday. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. A winter weather advisory goes into effect at noon today here in Wichita. We will see a storm system passing nearby, bring us a chance of rain and snow at times with a transition to snow by early afternoon or high 36. Occasional snow with accumulation through tonight. Higher amounts will lead to the south and east of us, our low 28, potentially 1 to 3 inches of snow by early Wednesday with a high 37. I'm KNSS meteorologist Ann Holiday. Now a cloudy sky, 30 degrees. We have an east wind at 3 miles per hour. Steve and Ted in the morning here on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. It is uh, time for our weekly chat with Sedgwick County Commission Chair Pete Meitzner. Good morning, sir. Hey, good morning, Steve and Ted. Good morning. How are you? Oh, pretty good. How are you both doing? We're doing fine. Hey, just want to, uh, would you like to? Would you like to say anything about Bill Roy? Have passed away this uh, the other day. Oh my gosh! You know he just kind of yeah. He was just a, a glue to uh, you know the, the the community, the business community, the nonprofit community. Back to you know the printed press with with the journal. He he just had a he had a good way of of. Uh, he he just was really good and uh, a good person and uh, cared about the community a bunch. I think. Yeah. So. No, we'll miss him. No, we'll miss him. You, uh, you know, he had a he had a sense of humor that was pretty good too. <laughs> Real good. No. Real good. You remember my only personal sense of humor was when remember when they used to do the uh, well I think they called it the celebrity March Madness bracket thing, the bracket. Yeah, the business the journal. journal. Right. Right. So once I was at the city council back then, he, they haven't done that in recent years, but, but, uh, they had a breakfast kind of a kickoff on Friday, but the game started on Thursday and that Friday morning, I happened to be, I only had one loss or maybe, maybe it was undefeated. I don't know. Won all the games Thursday. And so he was introducing everybody. He introduced me and he goes, and Pete Meissner, what are you doing? Getting all the picks, right? He goes, you know, you've always been accused of picking winners and losers, but this is taking it to a new level. <laughs> well, <laughs> it was it was pretty good. Well, it he was, was pretty good. He's a graduate of K State, yeah. and of course, their reputation of the agriculture and whatnot. And I, I tried. I threw him a softball one time. I didn't know I was. I said, "Hey, so uh, wearing shoes to class? Uh, do they do that at K State?" And he says, "Wear them if you got them." <laughs> he would yeah. pop a one line like that and make me laugh for a week. All right, uh, Sedgwick County Commission meeting. Are you going to have a meeting tomorrow or not? Uh, no, uh, last <laughs> meeting of, of of the month. We're all going to be. We are going to. Some of us, I think, maybe all of us, except for Sarah, who had a congratulations to her. She she birthed uh, two twins last week, yeah. uh, two twin girls. And uh, but anyway, we're going up to Topeka for that local government shindig. Oh yeah, walking around. Hey, yeah. listen, uh, so yeah, the, Commissioner Lopez is doing her part, giving us two new taxpayers. That's right. 
That's right. Yeah, we were a commission of seven for a number of months, and now we're back to five. Oh, is she going to go up and take the twins with her? I mean, you may have you may be on diaper duty up there. Yeah, I don't know. We did put a little nursery in between. We had there was a vacant office between mine and my office and her office, and uh, we support. I, I we had an idea to put a. We've got a nursery built in there, so. A couple of cribs in there, and it'd be kind of funny. So if you hear, if I call in from uh, from my office and you hear some babies in the background, that's, that's, that'll, that'll uh, be the what's going on. All right. Well, listen, as you, it is, uh, you know, the serious business part of it. You got the state of the state uh, speech by the uh, by the uh, by the governor, governor. today, uh, and uh, what what are you guys going to be uh, what are you going to be telling our lawmakers up there? What what are the what's that look like? What what's our big issues here in Sedgwick County? Well, we're still uh, we're still supporting big time the uh, you know hoping they'll take the, the step for securing the state mental health hospital in this region, and uh, and then of course we're supportive of KU and, and WSU getting getting together, uh, teaming up to do that uh, bioscience, uh, whatever the university they're going to be calling the college downtown, and so. Uh, those kind of things uh, will be heavy on, I think. And there's a few other cleanup things. Uh, you know, that, there's some there's some bills that are pending related to maybe uh, juvenile justice that that needs some adjustment. Um, not a lot, but some. So you know, something that got my attention the other day. There's a uh, one of the, uh, out in the, I think Scottsdale, Arizona. Uh, apparently, a, a fairly large community suburb out there. The, the city just cut off their water. Um, <laughs> apparently they're so wow. dry they just cut them off, and it kind of points out that uh, we've been seeing for years. You you know this water thing can be very very important to a community. I think I think Sedgwick County. I think we're by and large we're in pretty good shape right now. What do you think? Well, I think so. You know, I was, I was involved in that. The city owns the water system, but having two sources of water, meaning Cheney Lake, which really continues. So I think it's like the only large state lake that doesn't have a, a lot of silt and, and, and runoff that has to be dredged uh, based on our, our agreements with the farms uh, that, that that go along the river there that feed that. And then we've got the, uh, you know, the aquifer uh, as another source of water. So uh, we've got two sources and uh, I think it's balanced out pretty well. So uh, that's, that's one of the the check off the box when a, a major employer is looking at expanding or uh, another one coming in that, that may need water. Uh, that's important as, as they're looking around the country. So I think we're sitting in a pretty nice, pretty nice area in that, in that mm. terms of water. Absolutely. And every time I, every time I cross uh, the Mitchell or the, the big ditch or whatever we call it, the floodway, every time I go there, I think they, these guys were geniuses back in the fifties when they built that thing. That was, that's a, an amazing piece of engineering yeah yeah it really is actually it obviously saved the flooding and yeah you know down oklahoma, oklahoma city they had a similar just a, a runoff they've turned into a, into a, a river they've dammed it up and, yeah and yeah. Uh, so they're you know i think even maybe not in our lifetime but if they're ever ever at crunch time i mean that 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 could be dammed up as well and, and create a, another uh, body of water so just like oklahoma city did Okay. So, well, listen. Uh, we have a, have a good time in Topeka. It's always a fun place to go. Uh, 
Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that, that's the appropriate response. Yes, and uh, we'll we'll talk yeah, with you. I, no disrespect, no disrespect for some people call it the little swamp. You know, <laughs> there's the the swamp, the swamp at. No, you got to go to the uh, evil evil Knievel museum before it yeah. leaves. Oh, yeah, the evil Knievel yeah, museum. Yeah, you got to see that. that place is awesome. <laughs> All right, have a good one, Pete. Thank you, sir. The Sedgwick County Commission Chair. Pete Meitzner with Steve and Ted this morning, 742 now. And coming up, we got the Wichita Business Journal update. A hospice firm is moving into a downtown Wichita office space. That's coming up, Steve and Ted in the morning here on KNSS. Good morning, Stephen. Good morning here on KNSS. 7.47 on here on this Tuesday morning. Three big things. Wichita Mayor and City Council members traveled to Topeka today for Governor's State of the State speech and Local Government Day. Shootout in Dodge City leaves Arizona murder suspect dead. Three deputies wounded. One. Another mass shooting in California, this time in the northern part of the state. Seven dead. Three big things, Steve and Ted on KNSS. Well, some bad news. We started seeing it yesterday, but now it's uh, pretty much everywhere. Uh, gasoline prices jumped up to three nineteen a gallon, so well, pretty close to a twenty cent jump there. Uh, three nineteen a gallon. What we're seeing in most places uh, out there this morning. Traffic update from ninety eight seven and thirteen thirty KNSS. I'm Jad Chambers. Winter weather advisory today and tonight. 50% chance for snow today with less than a half inch accumulation and a high of 36 degrees. 70% chance for snow tonight with one to three inches accumulation possible. Overnight low 28. Wednesday, mostly cloudy. Tomorrow's high, 38 degrees. Now a cloudy sky, east wind at three miles per hour and 30 degrees. Stocks finished up Monday on Wall Street. A rally sending stocks higher as investors follow through on Friday's upbeat market action. Investors enthusiastic as they contemplate a potential slowdown in rate hikes. The day belonged to the tech sector, with the Nasdaq seeing its biggest two-day rally since November 11th. Chipmakers led the rally in the tech sector, with shares of Intel up nearly 4%. Oil is on pace to settle at its highest levels in two months, driving energy stocks higher. Investors will be watching major tech stocks like Intel, Tesla, and Microsoft this week, all due to report earnings. In New York, Jerry Willis, Fox News. The Dow closed up 254 points, S&P up 47, the Nasdaq up 224 points. And a local business update from the Wichita Business Journal. As it approaches one year since seeing its first patient, Serene Palliative Care and Hospice is moving into larger office space in downtown Wichita on the 1st of February. The home hospice care provider, which saw its first patient in the spring of 2022, is headed to the fourth floor of the Riverview building at 345 Riverview. That's a move from its current office in the Strategic Workplace building at 5025 East Kellogg. Serene's sister company, Mobile Medical, moved into Riverview last summer. Susan Giovanni, Serene's medical director and a doctor of osteopathic medicine, said that in addition to the value of being just one floor away from Mobile Medical, the centralized location and significant size upgrade just made it a fit. Ridership at Wichita Dwight D. Eisenhower National Airport continues to rebound from the travel impact of COVID-19. 
The latest data from the Wichita Airport Authority shows the airport hosted just over 135,000 passengers in November to push its 11-month total last year to 1.4 million people, and that was up 21% compared to the same period in 2021. And while the full-year numbers for 2022 haven't yet been released, an estimated total points to a year that largely returned to pre-pandemic levels. Since July, the airport has averaged a year-over-year increase of around 11% each month. That's business news this morning from the Wichita Business Journal with Steve and Ted in the morning. And we do have the police department asking for your help in trying to locate Mario Salas Davida. Mario, was, uh, he has short-term memory loss and has been showing signs of dementia. Mario was last seen near Harry and Broadway at approximately 10 o'clock Monday morning. Last seen wearing a blue vest, green collared shirt, blue jeans, and black shoes. Mario is 5 feet tall, weighs approximately 140 pounds. He has black hair and brown eyes. And Mario has a goatee, a mustache as well. You can find a photo of Mario in the news story on our webpage at knssradio.com. And if you see Mario or you know where he is, you were asked to please call contact 911 immediately. Yeah, he was out there all night, so hopefully someone oh, spots him. Don't yeah. get some, something good. Bring him in Bring him in and have something good happen for Mario. 751, Stephen Ted, and uh, this morning talking again about uh, the death of our good friend uh, Bill Roy. And uh, we have some comments from Facebook and Twitter uh, from Bill Dying Sunday from ALS. Mark says, always enjoyed it when you visited with him in the morning, praying for his family and friends. Uh, Steve comments, R.I.P., rest in peace, Mr. Roy, you will be missed. Teresa says, I love listening to Bill's reports. My condolences to his family. My 47-year-old daughter passed away with this cruel disease in August of 2022. Yeah, that is an awful, awful disease. And Leslie uh, writes, my condolences to his family and friends. Always enjoyed his reports on Steve and Ted. So, yeah. Bill Roy. Got a good friend and uh, a great guy. Yep, sure was. Okay, let's see. Today is uh, National Peanut Butter Day. Okay. I'm not a huge fan. I am. Are you? I love peanut butter. Well, this recognizes an American staple in our pantries. Whether creamy or chunky, with chocolate or with jelly, peanut butter gets the recognition it deserves each year on this day. The early peanut butter made by the Aztecs and Incas around 1000 B.C. was more of a paste and not nearly as creamy as the peanut butter we know now. How do they know that? That's a great question. You think somebody uh, um, wrote some sort of a little document they left behind? Uh, the Incas saying, uh, you know, well, peanut butter is kind of... They, they know because they probably found a jar of Jif yeah, right. <laughs> from back in the day. Yeah. Coronado were one of those guys. Hey, where's the, where's the crackers for this thing? So, uh, National which was probably butter. called back then hiffy. Either yeah. that or they they found it by analyzing an old, uh, you know, fossilized septic tank yeah, or you know, something there you along go. those lines. Yeah. Droppings. Okay. <laughs> My wife likes peanut butter. And I tell you what, I like, the, I like Reese's when they mix them together. Well, that's, there you that's go. Some now you're talking. I had a... Piece of, I had a Reese's peanut butter cup last night. That's some pretty good stuff right there. Now, Steve, I used to be like you. I didn't really care for peanut butter. But recently I've found a, uh, brands have come up with a, a natural-type product. A lot of times when you throw something like that in, it's usually not good. But I actually think that 
these these natural versions, they have less sugar. They taste more like peanuts. I actually like, you can actually taste peanuts. I yeah, know. I actually kind of like those. You know, it's also good peanut butter M and M's. Yeah, yeah, those are good. <laughs> those are like I'm always like I'll have a couple or three, and then about ten minutes later, I'm like, ooh, I think I just ate twenty or twenty five of those. <laughs> We had four packages. <laughs> it's a little just keep ribbing them over. Hard me, to stop. That. Give me some more of that. Well, Ooh, I tell you one thing that I do. I do like peanuts. I, I like salted peanuts. I, I go to the baseball game. I love to get a bag of those and just munch away, and throw the shells down on the on the floor. Anyway, peanut butter day. Celebrate however you think you should. <laughs> Seven fifty four. Stephen Ted coming up in the eight o'clock hour this morning with Stephen Ted. We've got the latest on yet another mass shooting in California. Ted has sports on the way, right, Ted? Yeah, we'll get the latest on Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes and see how his yeah. ankle is holding up. We'll talk about that coming up in sports. Plus, you've got entertainment. Use the blurs on the way. We've got uh, – the blur is going to be good today. I'm just going to say that. We've got a lot of items. Has the next season started for yeah. the Big B? The Bachelor debuted last night, so I'm sure we'll get some audio from that starting can't, to head your way. Can't wait. I know you can't. <laughs> Traffic and weather coming up as well in the 8 o'clock hour. Steve and Ted on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS.